0: So
1: wait, what episode is this? Because last time I fucked it up. He's like, welcome to episode 14. Now it's episode 14.
0: (laughs) And I was like, um, Chris, we're on episode fucking 13.
1: That's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's all good. It's not a big deal. Welcome back to the Untold Gems podcast, guys. Today we're going to be doing sort of what we did with Charles in episode 4. Where it's going to be based on me this time. We're just going to ask... Like they're going to ask me questions about my journey and we're going to do one for Sasha too at some point, but we thought we'd get those out of the way early on. So yeah, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah.
0: Just uh, to kind of like get to know Chris and like get to know his journey and like what he's been through and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So how should we start? Maybe we can start by knowing a little bit about like your, yeah. um, like
2: your background.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like like growing up like how did because now now you're an entrepreneur so like how did that all start because i'm because i think you've said in the past that you never saw that coming so tell us a little bit about how that first started and about how you grew up and stuff
1: yeah so i grew up with no real desire to ever i didn't know what i was gonna do until i was maybe like still to this point sometimes i don't know what i'm gonna do but like i never had a clear vision of what i wanted to do with my life but I I was someone who always tried different things. So I tried uh, a lot of different things when I was younger. I tried starting a YouTube channel. I tried streaming, like playing video games. Um, I tried like dancing, singing, like a bunch of different things. Um, no that way. Are now <laughs> not online anymore because I've deleted everything. But um, you were yeah, posting so...
0: dances online. <laughs>
1: Best Chris. Oh, that Here, was my... You
0: need to make a comeback on TikTok then.
1: Nah, bro. No, yeah, let me start. I'm going to start working on TikTok. But, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, I just knew that I was always someone that wasn't afraid to try different things. And then it just ends up that society takes over your life and you start just following the program that you're given. And I was going from school to school. So I did high school, college, and then university with, again, no real intention of doing anything after. I just thought, like, you do what you're told to do and then I guess you're just taken care of uh, or like that. I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about life that much back then. And, uh, yeah, eventually I started working after I finished university. I got jobs that had nothing to do with my degree. Um, I got fired. Twice from those jobs, so basically, the first job that I got, I got fired uh, with Charles, and then (laughs) we got fired. I always
0: forget. I always forget that that happened to both of you. I always forget.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, people gotta remember. I am a good employee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. one hundred percent, one hundred
1: percent. Nah, that was like discrimination, but yeah, yeah, that was
0: injustice for reals.
1: Yeah, so I got fired there, and then my the next job I got, I got fired again. So I was like, okay, um, maybe this is just not for me, like working for someone else, like I can't do it. I can't, I'm not good at following the rules that are there. I'm not good with the politics that come with having a nine to five where you have to sort of fake relationships a lot of the time and, and stuff like that. So I got my third job and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do everything I can to not get fired this time because I was like, you can't get fired three times. <laughs> I, like I, I would have felt like such a loser if I got if I got fired three times in a row. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, like okay, back to back. <laughs> you're gonna take this shit seriously. Like you're gonna do everything like they're telling you to do. You don't do anything outside of the lines. You move in a straight line, and that's it. And so I was doing that for the first couple of months, four, or five months in. I, I was doing that. I even like let them make me believe that I was going to maybe go on to another role. And like, I was sort of starting to picture my career there because I was like, what the fuck else am I going to do with my life? So I, I was kind of going with the sort of lies that they make you like that they feed you so that you stay there and you try to grow there. Um But uh, then at one point, like things just started accumulating and, It opened my eyes to, like, again, this is not for me. Like, no matter how much I tried to fake it and, like, to be good and to do everything that I was told, uh, like, when I would speak with managers, when we would have team meetings, like, bro, team meetings are the worst. Like, everyone is sucking dick on those meetings, bro. Like, everyone is just fake as fuck. And I couldn't handle it. Um, So just that, yeah, getting talked to by my manager who... I believed was dumber than me, like, and no offense to, to them, but a lot of times these managers, these middle managers are people who have just given up on their lives um, in a way, because they're, I, let's put it in perspective. I was working in a call center. And so, yeah, like being a middle manager in a call center is not, you know, the greatest achievement. Uh, i think
0: it's because you came from being somebody that what that had a degree so you felt like you were overqualified for this position so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with what she was doing but you were specifically way overqualified for this job so i think that's what made you hate it so much or like you felt like i'm sure that it was not enough stimulation for your brain because you are a very intelligent person so like imagine you have all of this intelligence and like this you have a degree and then you're you're gonna go work in a call center.
1: Yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe that's true. So I remember applying to a job too where I was like okay I have this degree and they were like no you're going to start at the bottom bottom and I, and I couldn't understand it in my head. I was like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start at the bottom if I spent my whole life studying to get this position. Yeah. Why would I start at the role that anyone can get like it takes no requirements to get that role so yeah maybe it comes from there and yeah I don't want to go off on like call center managers but like <laughs> yeah I feel like those type of people are the people who whatever happened in their life they just settled for that role because maybe it's a comfortable role like granted they maybe they don't do much so they get paid well they don't do much um, but like looking at those managers I was like this is the best my life can ever get if I stay here is that so yeah then I was like no I need to get the fuck away from this so that's when the whole COVID thing hit um me and my friend had started the Amazon thing well me and Patrick we did the Amazon thing and it didn't work out so well and then when the second pandemic wave hit, I was like, okay, this is my time to like make a plan for myself and get the fuck away from this place. And in the plan that I made, I was, I, I accepted the fact that I'm going to be stuck there for two more year, two more years. Cause it is a good steady source of income. Um, the hours were part-time and flexible, so it wasn't the most horrible job you can ever have, but I never saw myself as being a call center person, like yeah, it, it just wasn't for me. I feel like we all, when we were kids, have the sense of we were gonna do special things. I don't know, like, do you, do you guys have that? Do you guys remember, like, when you were kids, you th- did you think you would be special? Because I, I oh, did. I sure. thought I could do like special things.
2: Yeah, yeah doing it might not be. Yeah, so but, <laughs> well, we're doing might not special. Bro. Yeah,
1: but back then I didn't think that like what I was doing was special because it was just the same as everyone else and. Yeah, so I let that voice guide me because society hides that voice from you. Like it tries to take that voice away from you. And so I was trying to find that voice again. I was watching uh, a lot of YouTube videos, Gary Vee, a Canadian called Stephen James, to just work on my confidence and my mindset and like just to look at other possibilities that life has to offer. So from there, I started amazon a second time this time on my own and that's well we're here now so yeah (laughs) yeah
0: i want to go back to like school days i want to take take you back to school days so talk to us a little bit about your experience in school um because so you so you have a bachelor's degree and like everything um in your like just tell us a bit about your experience in school and why you think that you didn't end up getting a career in that field or like just tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah. So I was good at like my school, uh, track record was like, it went like this from like high school, all the way to university, just the interest that I had in school kept fading away slowly and slowly and slowly. So by the end of university, I was completely done. I was like, I'm never, ever doing this ever again in my life. And yeah, let me just find a job and start working. Um, But I did do a lot of school. Like I didn't drop out of college or high school. I I did the whole thing. So I got my bachelor's. I could have done more, but yeah, I I was done. Once I had my bachelor's, I was done with it. So yeah, in high school, I enjoyed school. I think a lot of people enjoyed high school. It was easy. There was nothing to do. Uh, In college, I was still very good at school. So I remember having a good... What is it? Is it a GPA in college or... Like R- your R upgrade. score, yeah. Yeah, R- score, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I had a good R score. I think the lowest grade I got in any of my classes was like 80 or something. I didn't get any grade below 80, so I was good in school. And then once I got to university again, I had no idea why I chose that university, I had no idea what why I chose that field. I was just following the program or like whatever felt like the most doable at that point. So, um, whenever I got to university, the workload tripled compared to college. So uh, that that's oh when, yeah, I just, I was on my way out. Well, like my first semester of university, I got a letter saying, if you, if your grades stay this way, you're going to get kicked out the next, <laughs> the next year. Yeah. Cause my oh GPA my was low, uh, very low. And then basically the rest of my time there was me trying to get my GPA back up to a point where I could graduate with everyone else in my mm-hmm. class. And so I did that and brought to this, well, not to this day, but even like two, three years after school, it's been a while since it's happened to me, but I have nightmares of, oh my God, I still have one more class to pass. Cause it, there was one more class. Like if I didn't get the good grade in that class, I wouldn't have graduated then. And so sometimes I still have those nightmares of like, oh shit, I still have one class to take or else I'm going to fail or whatever, or I'm still haunted by like school or yeah. 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 So yeah, at the end of it, I just hated it. It just wasn't for me. I never took advantage of like internships or anything like that. I never networked with people. So that was my biggest downfall. My biggest regret in that term was not networking and, and taking internships, but I mean, I don't really regret it because now it's like Mm -hmm. I'm happy that didn't happen because maybe I would have got comfortable in a job, which a lot of people uh, are because you get paid very well, and so you get comfortable in these places, and I wouldn't have wanted that to happen to me. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I just have a quick question because you mentioned that you didn't network and you didn't uh, do internships. Do you think that hindered your ability to, like, get a – I won't say a good full time job, but get away from the call center initially when you graduate. Yeah, yeah, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I recommend to all university students who are kind of in the same boat as me, where they're still they still don't know what they're doing or whatever, at least go do the internships or take advantage of those networking opportunities. Like school for me is about networking and nothing more. You can learn everything that they teach yeah. you in school online for free, on YouTube. <laughs> So it's nothing more than just networking or if you're going into specific fields that require licensing, like doctors or lawyers, things like that. But like anything else that doesn't require an actual license to practice that you're going to school for is going to fail you big time. So at least network while you're in school.
0: Do you feel like you learned like stuff in school? Like do you feel like the learning... Part of it actually helped you or no? Because you said that you can learn everything on YouTube. But what was your experience with that? Like, do you feel like it helped you gain some skills? so,
1: So, school teaches you how to learn things, it teaches you how to memorize things. It doesn't, like, you don't, I don't remember anything I've learned, like all of the formulas, all of that shit. It was just you learn it before the exam, you take the exam, you spit everything you learned out, and then you forget everything that's yeah. how I found school to be. And so, no, I don't think I took anything from school other than the fact that I wanted to get away from that system like as quickly as possible. I, like I just never wanted to do anything like that ever again. And when you go to work a job, you find that you find a lot of similarities or I found a lot of similarities between jobs and schools. It, it feels like the same. It's like you're a student, you're an employee Um, you have to authority figures that you have to listen to, you have to do certain things from nine to five, Monday through Friday. It's like literally like school. And so, like I said, I was so done with school and then I'm starting to do a job that I hate with the same sort of system in place. So that like pushed me over the edge. I, I couldn't do it. It was like, not for me at all, but I never thought that that would be like, if you told anyone from my high school that Chris got fired twice. They wouldn't believe you because I was like such a good kid, like a good student. I would do. I, I was like I would get good grades and stuff like that. So no one would ever believe that Chris got fired twice from his job from my high school. You know? Does yeah, that make sense? I think.
0: I yeah, I think it comes down to like you said, authority figures. Like even me. Like when I first started working jobs, like I worked from a very young age. So me too. I also experienced having like authority figures from a young age. It also felt kind of like school. But it's, like, for me, the main thing was, like, having someone constantly, like, watching over you. And just, like, the stress of that. Like, that's something that kind of drove me over the edge. So, I think, like, would you say mm-hmm. that's kind of the same for you? Like,
1: Yeah, definitely. Having someone over you, it just doesn't work for me. It never has. I don't know why. It's just sometimes mm-hmm. also it's the sort of accusations that they would put yeah. on you. Even you when it was completely unjustified. So, yeah. like, they they would oh do this do this when you're already doing it sort of thing Um, i think
0: you have to get really lucky and have like a good a good employer a good manager to be able to like or or it depends on the person too because some people that's not such a big deal maybe yeah it's Um, not
1: such a big issue for everyone
0: yeah Yeah.
2: but i think that because we all worked at a call center it was just like whatever Chris is describing it's amplified times 10 because like yeah especially now when you're like like I'm in my field, I'm doing what I want, et cetera. But like yeah. you have more, well, depending on the industry, every industry is different, but especially when it's uh, statistics driven or it's, When there's uh, quotas, like- Overhead, over, overhead, overhead. So, yeah, docking, when there's like sales quotas. quotas. That we get the, Ugh. That's where you get the micromanagement. And I feel like that's where people feel like it's really work cause, like Chris said, sometimes you could do your maximum, you could do a great job. And there's still- and They won't tell you you're doing a great job just because you didn't say one thing when you didn't do one thing. So yeah. I think that's where- it really becomes overwhelming so it might not apply to every circumstance in terms of a nine to five but this is more for people who have yeah yeah this is definitely uh, decision making powers or are just i won't say yes man but you're just reliant on the approval of your manager or your supervisor yeah yeah
0: you know what yeah. i think it is i think like a lot of places that are like that that operate with sales and stuff and like quotas and whatever um it's like it's like the pressure that the manager gets to put pressure on us is like so bad mm-hmm. but also it's like for me the moment that somebody starts to threaten me and say like oh if you don't do this then this is gonna happen it's like it's done mm. for me like the and that's happened to me like at my last job, I had some managers that were chill, you know, and and I actually enjoyed my job when I had like, maybe not, I didn't love it. But I was like, I was comfortable, you know, and I was like, this is not so bad. Um, but then the moment that I had managers that would use like different tactics of like motivating people, like I like people that use motiv- like, uh, what is it called positive? Um, Affirmation. Yeah, something, something like uh, I forget. We'll yeah, them. positive reinforcement when they're like, they're like congrats you did this right and then it motivates you to like you know what they they told me that i did good i'm gonna do this again whereas then there's some managers that are like oh sasha you did this blah 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 if you do it again i'm gonna write you a warning and like that for me that's when i'm like i i'm like fuck you i'm not doing this i'm literally i become a worse employee when people say that to me and it sounds childish because like that's like some that's like what toddlers do you know but it's like i just cannot operate in a negative like space and i feel like managers that like they they don't know what else to do so they start to use like threats as their method of like motivating people and i think that's what drives people like crazy <laughs> and i don't know if you agree with me chris but that's what like drove me over the edge when it comes to 9
1: to 5s <laughs> yeah i think where we all work together there was a lot of talk about managers power tripping and acting like they were the shit you know and when you look at them for real you're like this is it. Like, this is. I'm taking authority or I'm taking shit from this person who basically gave up on their life. Like, I, yeah. I, I, bro, I was seeing that, I was looking at them, and it just didn't make sense to me. Because sometimes you feel like, first of all, how did this person get into this role? But then once they start acting that way you understand it they're puppets like that's that's what they are you're a puppet yeah. and you're working that job
2: yeah you know and like especially coming from the financial services industry I think that like especially for costs and you don't have any major qualification that you mm-hmm. need to answer for yeah you know but as soon as you get into the commercial side you get into the brokerage you get all yeah. three serious things you won't have the same people acting that way is there uh pressure 100 percent? is it even more elevated 100 percent? but i think almost as soon as you have like certifications but as soon as you're in a position where you require the level of respect and there's more collaboration i don't think you have these like bureaucracies where it's she said she said yeah. and then like chris had these power trips i think that's what especially for like young professionals That's why you have to select the company you work for, like, like, carefully when you graduate. Because the first, your first experience to a nine to five makes or breaks. That's a fact. (laughs) Like, I worked at, like, different banks. not compared, like, when I'm a real estate analyst, like, I love my job. Like, I can't say anything bad because it's, when you see the worst and then you have a positive outcome, like, wow, this is this is heaven and I think it's I think
0: it's also because like what like the field that you're in with your job is like something that you are passionate about it it aligns with your side hustles Mm -hmm. you know so it's like for you that's kind of perfect and it's like yeah I wish there was a job that aligned with something that you know you know what I'm saying so I think that I think for you it makes a lot of sense you know and even if there are pressures it's like it's still worth it because it's something that you're passionate about it's something that will give you an amazing experience you're like you're you're basically learning for free at your job (laughs) about real estate like that's Mm -hmm. literally a no-brainer like that's the best possible scenario
2: wait you see and that's what chris said when you network that's where the possibilities are and for me like chris said like for me that was a different experience like i didn't do any well hold on. i did internships in college but i didn't do any internships university like buying my properties that was my Mm. internship you know so when you network with the same people and Telling somebody, like, I actually bought property, or well, multiple yeah. properties. I ran everything that prepared to say, I did an internship. It speaks volumes. So now, like Sasha said, when you're able to actually do something that's in your field, when you're passionate about, and, like, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. But, like Chris said, you need to be, I will not call it strategic, but that's where I think in high school they fail us. Because they'll give you a brochure to say mm-hmm. what you find interesting. And, like, if I told you the careers I wanted to do as a kid. Oh,
0: my God. Me too. In college.
2: And then university was between being an analyst in the stock market or being an analyst in real estate. Like, those were the two things I was going to do. But before that, the guys counselor is like, you know, pick, pick the most interesting for you, and then you don't have an idea what you want to do. You're just a child. So I think that, especially in Canada, we don't have a system that shows us all the possibilities, shows us what's actually making money, what's
0: yeah.
2: in the middle, and then what's not even worth it. do will just say pick what you want. And you'll have people pick random degrees. Yeah, yeah. And they don't even it's know seven, like no what they're sense. doing.
0: Yeah, they're just they're just choosing it because they're f- either following their friends or they're just just being forced to pick something. But you know what sucks yeah. for Quebec as well is like I mean it could be a it could be a pro, but um, like we graduate high school at um, like one year before all of the other provinces. So it's like we're yeah. forced to make a deci- like a, a big decision in life, like a like a year younger than everyone else in Canada. So. Like, honestly, when I graduated high school, I remember my guidance counselor, like, hunting me down every week, being like, Sasha, choose something, choose something, choose something. And I kept telling her, like, I don't know what I want to choose. I'm not going to enroll. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you're going to become a loser. da da And so I ended up enrolling because I was like, well, fuck it. I better enroll because otherwise I'm going to be a loser. And I took like something so like I just took like regular classes, but like. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the hell I was doing, you know? And I just think they put so much pressure on you to, like, make such a big decision at a young age. Like, they they expect you to know, like, exactly what you want to do when you're... How old are we? 15 when we graduated? 16. Like, yeah. 15, 16. 16. And it's like, how the hell am I supposed to know what I want to do for the next 40 years? Because they ex- they tell you, oh, it's going to be your career for 40 years. But it's like, that's such a... Sca- like, I'm too much of an indecisive person to, like, be able to actually yeah. do that. So that's where I think they fail with school is like they're making us. And I remember going to like those they had those like school fairs where we 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 went and yeah career yeah career Uh, (laughs) and like um, I didn't want to do anything. There was literally nothing that interested me. Like the only thing that was slightly interesting was like doing hair. But I was also like I don't want to do this. So I think that's very flawed. It's like there's so many more things that you can do in the world that are not shown at that career fair, and. Oh my god, I just think it's like it's such a big decision that we yeah, have to make the such, only So early booth, on
1: yo.
2: <laughs> yo, first off, but you know, I'll say this. This is my rant. because <laughs> I think it's a big difference.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: It's a big difference. Everybody has their job and not too many people have a career. Like Chris said, if you don't have a certificate, if you don't do extra extra work, if you're not in HR Etc. you just have a job. And we just have to tell people you have a job. If you work at a call center, you have a job. And that's okay. But I I don't like people saying I have a career because sometimes you need to call it what it is. And a lot of people will just placeholder for other people just to make money. And that's okay. That's how we make a living. But I think, like Chris said, and just to go back, like especially if you pick a, like we'll say, like a degree and then you expect it to have X result because that's what they sell to you for Mm -hmm. you to even apply. To that, yeah. for that degree, so I think it's a lot of market that goes into because like I don't know if you ever really but the like possible jobs you're able to have—that's
0: some bullshit. I used to be the guy. I'll,
2: That's I some would Google, I would Google bullshit. the bullshit. Me too. To look at the salary guys. I. But the salaries aren't up to. Guys, me.
0: I have changed what I wanted to do so many times. I used to go on Concordia. You know how the Concordia has like oh possible jobs. I used yeah, to do the exact exactly. same thing, and I would Google that. Like I would do the yeah. same thing. Like what's the average salary in Canada? And I would you know what's crazy? I would literally see like. 15 starting at 15 bucks an hour and whenever i saw that i was like why the fuck am i gonna go to university to be paid what i'm already being paid that's what that was what that's what i used to see yeah. and i was like i am not going to university because to me that made no sense <laughs> at all
1: bro, bro, these programs are literally it's marketing if you look literally at the brochures <laughs> or on- online or whatever and you look they try to sell you the program and then they're like our graduates have gone on to work for Air Canada, KPMG, and they name all these big companies. Yeah, these big... <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're... you're no, but it's true. It, it is if true. you
2: look at if they're happier or not... No, but
1: it's not even that. that... What role did they get in those companies? Are they in the call yeah. center? Yeah. Because if they're in the call center, they did get a job, but... You know what I'm saying? Like the statistics are flawed. It's a it's marketing. It yeah, they're like, tell oh, you, you can work
0: for Air Canada, but yeah. it's like they're being they're yeah. a flight attendant yeah. or like they're like they have some I, shitty position. Say Not saying that that's shitty, I'll but just like, say
1: this.
0: yeah.
2: Because shout to all my blue collars, because I think especially for me, I disrespected and we had bird last week. We talked about being a contractor, etc. Mm. You know, like Chris said, you you had these jobs, Air Canada. You work at a head office, you know, and. I don't know, maybe if you guys felt the same way, but as soon as I was able to work at a head office, I thought I made it. I thought I was going to work here for like 20 plus years. But if you break down how much people actually make at a head office, a mechanic makes double that amount. You know, you have people working for big companies only making 50K or even below 50K working 70 hours a week compared to a mechanic who probably works 35, 37 hours, works with his hands. And makes Yeah, 80 they make K, a lot of money. Starting, you know? There's so much. Trouble. And the less, 100%. And for anybody under 18 years old watching this, I don't know who, who's watching this. Look carefully for the amount of people not enrolling in trade schools. Because mm-hmm. the lack of electricians, the lack of plumbers, the lack of HVACs. And it's only going to get worse because people don't want to get their hands But well, that's a hands. good thing. I know somebody who had a HVAC company who makes $360,000. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good thing for the people only... who go in.
1: Because no one's going into them. Yeah. True, so it's
2: like go, low competition. No competition.
0: That's true. That's where you need
1: to go.
2: And, and you're the only one. Yeah. Like, I know an electrician, he gets paid $180 just to go see what's going on with mm-hmm. the problem. Not saying that he accepts it or not, but just to see if that's it's crazy. a job you could do. Like a consultation, yeah yeah, yeah and it's like it can like no. it
0: has the potential to be your own business too so if you are somebody that like yeah. wants to eventually have like, your own company stuff like that that's a really like that like honestly i'm not a handy person so that's that that would never be an option for me but um i i agree with trades in the sense of like esthetician or like nails or like eyelashes like for somebody who, who doesn't want to do handiwork there's also like the beauty industry and there's like one-year programs that you can do and i know this one girl she used to do my last my lashes and she charges, I think, $120 for the the cheapest amount of lashes. It takes her an hour. And she she posts reels of, like, her day. And she's, this girl's making, like, she's doing maybe, like, six clients a day. What's six times 120? I don't feel like doing the math, but you can do it yourself, you know? And obviously, there's a couple of, like, expenses she needs to pay for. But it's, like... So it doesn't have to be like because when you think of a trade, I think most people think of like plumber stuff like that, but it could also be Mm -hmm. aesthetics, something in the beauty industry because the beauty industry is popping right now. I think it's always been popping, but just for the non handy people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So back to what Charles said, he said that people who have a job are not like not paid well, or it. I tweeted. I tweeted. I don't know if you guys saw this. I tweeted this today. Nine to fivers are. Unpaid actor. Uh, what was it? Un no, underpaid actors. So, yeah, because if yeah, Chris is coming for some smoke. (laughs) Yeah. So society society teaches us to chase money, right? And then they teach us to chase money, but then they teach us to become employees. But an employee is the is literally like the definition of an employee is is someone who's underpaid. You're getting paid to do a job. And you're making a fraction of the profits of the entire company. That's what your role yeah. is as an employee. And usually you're also replaceable in that company. Yeah. So society teaches teaches us that we need to make money. And the way to do that is to become an employee. But that's literally completely false. You have to, like, the, the only way to make a lot of money is to not be an employee You have to be the person. Yeah, it's ownership. That's it. So what I'm saying by nine to fivers are underpaid actors. um, The underpaid part. This is what the underpaid part is. You could whatever your role is in that company. If you were doing it for yourself, you could make a lot more money working for yourself because you would get all of the profits. Whereas there, you're getting literally the smallest fraction of the profit. So if your goal is money, then The nine to five is not for you. It should not be for you. Nine to five is steady money, but there's a a cap on it. You can't make past a certain point. And no matter how much your nine to five is paying you, you are underpaid. Because if they're willing to pay you that much, it means they're making at least 10 times what they're giving you. And that could be you if you have, like, self-confidence and believe in yourself and are willing to break your head yeah. figuring that out for yourself. But, yeah, so so even I tell people, like, even if you're making $70 an hour, you are underpaid for your role. Because if you got to that role where they're paying you $70 an hour, it means you have what it takes to make that sort of money on your own at least. Like, you should be making a lot more than that on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah
2: yeah oh. but just to piggyback on what you said before somebody says we sound dumb <laughs> oh yo shout, shout out to that guy bro that shout one. out to that guy but uh your first hater i just have a question for people who facts. <laughs> yo, my ears be my fan. <laughs> fuck your mom <mama>. but uh
0: <laughs> oh my god Ah, uh,
2: yo. but for people who aren't willing to take the leap of faith you know and like i'm that dude i got nine to five i got multiple things on the side for, for this is my reasoning I love my 9 to 5, but I won't be all in my... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love my 9 to 5, but I won't ever leave all my chips on my yeah. 9 to 5. I need something yeah. on the side for me That's in case perfect. my 9 to 5 feels me. You know? But for people who are looking for something additional, I know, like, you started your Amazon when you had a 9 to 5. I just want people to... Oh, can you just talk about how the mindset had to switch from being an employee to actually mm. being a entrepreneur and then... How you went from an entrepreneur or a side hustle to actually having a business? And how was that switch for you to be able to say, Bo, I'm the one that was employed now I'm looking to employ people. How was that mental switch? And is there any advice you could give for people trying to go on a similar journey? Yeah, it's a huge,
1: huge mental shift because I talk about mindset a lot. It's If you don't change your mindset that society has instilled in you, then you're not going to do any of this. You have to change your mindset first before even thinking about what business am I going to do, blah, blah, blah. You need to learn how to study people that are doing what you want to do. So we have access to YouTube. What I did was I watched people who inspired me like Gary Vee and and the other guy, Stefan James. Those were my two big ones because they were doing stuff that were motivating and I thought I could do something similar. So... I studied them. They have so much free content out, especially the second guy, Stephen James. He's a lot less known than Gary V is, but he focuses a lot on mindset. So he has videos like how to uh, stop being negative, how to overcome addiction, how to like these mental shifts that you have to take in order to go from being an employee to someone who has a business. And the biggest thing or one of the biggest things in the beginning is that At your job, you're working set hours, so let's say eight hours a day. Sometimes where I was, you give minimum effort, you can give minimum effort, it doesn't matter. And you get paid the same at the end of the day. And so that's with having a job. But then understanding that with a business, it's going to take a year, two, three years of you putting in 10 times the effort that you're putting in at your job and maybe making less money that you're making at your job that's called sacrifice so sacrifice is one of the biggest things that comes with being an entrepreneur escaping your nine-to-five and so if you're able to sacrifice one two three years of your life and just lock in focus on your mindset on being positive on being solution driven on um, studying obsession, studying discipline, studying good habits that, you know, rich people have, um, then I think like, that's the the, the best way to, to, to do that, I guess, like you have to understand that it comes with sacrifice. And so I sacrificed a year, two years of my life, just obsessing over Amazon. And it allowed me to quit my job and complete that goal that I had of being self-sufficient relying on the streams of income I've created for myself. But yeah, so the biggest shift or the hardest thing to understand or to accept is that you're going to be working 10 times harder and making like no money in the beginning. And so, and that's not just for a couple of months. Like I said, it could be years before you can replace your job. So just being realistic, and studying how to become a better person like self-improvement and self-confidence as well how to regain your self-confidence that society has stolen away from you so those are things that you need to focus on first before deciding what type of business you're going to do
0: yeah i think that's so true and um i just wanted to elaborate too on the on the like um shifting your mindset from like An employee mindset to a business mindset. Because I say this, like, I preach this all the time. I tell people all the time, like, if you realistically want to be a business owner, like, you can't expect to have things right away. You really have to shift your mindset from being, like, a a short-term, like, mindset to a long-term mindset. Because... The example that I give to people is always, like, with a job, you're going to work for one week. Like, you start a new job, you work, and you get a paycheck at the end of the week or after two weeks. Whereas with a business, like Chris was saying, it's going to take – it could take years. And it's like you're putting in a bunch of time, effort, money, only to not have any results right away. And it's like – it, it could be so discouraging. So you really have to be, like, confident in what you're doing, like Chris is saying, and just, like, switch your mindset to be, like – this is something that i'm doing in the long run and i know that it will work out in the long run but for now i have no rewards so you have to just train what is it, what is it called instant gratification like you have to do the opposite of that delayed yeah. gratification delayed, yeah gratification. exactly 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 yeah that's what you need to adopt because Like Chris was saying, it's like you're just not going to get those rewards right away. It takes so much time until you can actually get those rewards. And the rewards are going to be amazing. But not a lot of people can wait that long or have the patience to be able to actually get to that point.
1: That's the thing. I think being self-aware and understanding that, it's going to allow you to achieve what you want in your business. Because I remember prepping... units on my own in my basement and it would take me more than eight hours because it was a lot of units and i knew in the back of my head this is not making me a lot of money right now i'm just doing this to like get reviews and stuff like that on my amazon store so if you understand that That's a normal part of the process. If you're not making money, it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong in the beginning. If you're not making any money in the beginning, it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. If you can understand that that's the normal part of building a business, like that's just the normal thing. That for the first year, for the first two years, you could be not making money, you can be losing money, and that's normal. It's okay, depending on what you're trying to do. And your vision. But if you don't know that going into it, you're 100% going to quit because you're putting in 10 times the effort and making no money at all. So that's why I say you have to study the business mindset, the mindset of successful people before even getting into business because business is a completely different beast to being an employee, you are literally responsible for everything. If anything goes wrong it 's on me it 's not on tech support it 's not on the accountant it 's not on anyone else it 's me like I have to know everything in my business so that nothing goes wrong or to to minimize how many things go wrong whereas with employees, like you're just told what to do. If there's an issue, you just, you just ask the your manager. Call. <laughs> yeah, bro, just transfer the call, like, ask the person for help. And that's it. They'll tell you what to do, because yeah. you're not responsible for anything. If anything goes wrong, they'll yeah. give you like a little slap on the wrist. But that's it. Like you're not losing your job. Um, so so yeah, literally just understanding or studying successful business people is the quickest way to get into business.
0: That's for sure. Uh, Can I elaborate on that quick, quick, just because there's something that like that you kind of mentioned, but it's like, like like Chris was saying, you're in charge of every single issue that happens with your business. So the, like the term is that you need to become solution, solution driven or like solution oriented. And Mm -hmm. this is something that I lacked so much, like when I started my business and like Chris was the opposite. Chris is a very like detailed person. So Every time I had an issue, I would be like, oh, my God, what do I do? And, like, Chris would be like, you just have to deal with it. And so th- that's something that I learned from Chris was just, like, how to become a solution-oriented person. And without having that, my business wouldn't survive. Like, like that's one of the bi- the biggest things that you need to adopt is, like, just, l- like, forcing yourself to deal with issues. Because a lot of people will have, mm-hmm. like, I-, I always see negative, like, I was on TikTok watching, like, Amazon FBA TikToks this morning, so that's why I'm thinking of this. But a lot of people were like, they're like, oh, it's not that, like, there's so much more, um, like problems that can arise. They're like, oh, people are making it seem so easy, and then someone's like, oh, my account got shut down, or like, blah 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 blah. blah. But it's like, the amount of like neglect that you must have had to do for your account to get shut down is like crazy. Like, it's so hard to get your account shut down, you unless you're neglecting your account altogether. So it's like, there, I don't know, there's just so like, there's so many like negative comments and stuff that I was reading. But I was like, it's just because these people did not want to go out of their way to find the solution, because there's a solution to everything, I believe, at least, you know, and a lot of the things that I was seeing, I was like, I wanted to reply to everyone, like I was about to go off on everyone and be like, um, why didn't you just do this? Because I because I was like, there is a solution to that. But it's just that nobody wants to actually become solution driven, because it's a lot of work. And so if you want to have a business, that's like a, that's like a non-negotiable. You need to become that person. And I wasn't in the beginning and it affected my business.
1: Yeah, Yeah. So, so there's some people that don't need to even hear any of the things that we're saying. I know some people who are natural born business, like mind, all of these things are instilled within them from when they were born so there's some people that don't need to hear any of this but me i was like i said i was the complete opposite i never thought i was going to do anything on my own i thought i was going to get a job and that's it so that's why i'm speaking so much on the mindset because if i literally changed how my brain works Regarding being positive, regarding being solution driven as well, I would quit a lot of the things that I did. I tried so many things and I quit because I didn't have, I didn't study the mindset that it takes to be successful at something first. Um, So that's why I talk about it so much. It's because if I did it, anyone can do it. Like you you can rewire the way your brain works. And so I really agree. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, we weren't any of these things. I wasn't positive. I wasn't solution-driven. I wasn't resourceful. I wasn't like anything. I learned how to be those things. And yeah. some people don't need to learn. But we're talking to the people who are struggling, who want to do something like this or on their own, but don't know where to get started. And I'm telling you, the place to get started is studying the mindset that it takes first and understanding what comes with it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. Yeah just a follow-up question because you mentioned before that your first attempt at amazon was done with your friend yeah. patrick, Shout out to patrick and then afterwards the second Shout attempt just patrick and the second attempt was alone i just want to know what caused the decision for you to do it alone and with your journey going on and with you making sales and with you reaching potentially a million did you potentially or do you see that as you go and you progress that you have a disconnect with the old friends and the old relationship you had because your mindset is well forward or do you feel that you carry everybody forward to try to have the yeah. same mindset? Uh,
1: yeah, think. so so with Patrick, we tried to do it together and it didn't work out. Not, not that me and Patrick didn't work out. The thing itself didn't work out. We didn't sell anything. And so when we went at it the second time, I I asked him to do it, but not together. I asked him to do it, like to start it with me, but just do our own thing individually. Because after failing the first, I think the reason why we started it together was the first time, and I see a lot of people come to me with this, is that the first time you're trying to do something, it's so scary to do it on your own that a lot of people find Mm -hmm. someone to do it with, okay? But once Mm -hmm. we had tried to do it and it failed, I sort of got over the fact that I need someone to start something. I was like, okay, I know what needs to happen now. I know what needs to not happen. And I think I can do it on my own. I don't think I need someone else. So it it basically got rid of the fear of acting alone. A lot of people have that fear. And so it's not that anything bad happened with Patrick or anything. It's just that the project that we started together didn't work. And then the second time I was like, okay, I'm going to do it on my own this time because all the responsibility is going to go on me everything that goes wrong is on me everything that goes right is on me and so i asked him to start it with me at the same time but he just didn't have the want to to try amazon again at that point i think he was more discouraged than i was i didn't think i don't think he saw the opportunity that i saw uh, where i think maybe he blamed amazon for the reason why it didn't work but i didn't see amazon as the problem i just saw the method that we chose as the problem we tried to sell our own product and me and patrick both suck at marketing so and i i understood that i i realized that that was why it didn't work it wasn't because of the platform so the second time i was like okay i fell onto online arbitrage which is basically just buying and reselling existing products so there's no marketing involved And I immediately knew that, okay, this is something that I could do because it doesn't require marketing. So I went at it alone. I talked to Sasha about it to show her and to like ask her if she wanted to start it, too. And again, I was like, no, we're not going to do this together. You're going to do yours. I'm going to do mine and we're going to help each other build that way. And then as soon as I saw a bit of success with it, all of my friends, I tried to tell them, like, start it with me, start it with me, because I didn't want to do it on my own. I I saw the value in having someone by your side helping you and going through the same thing with you. And I was like, bro, imagine if all my friends are going through the same thing and we're only focusing on Amazon and talking about Amazon. We can take it so much further yeah. um, than if you're just mm-hmm. on your own. And that's something that we've struggled with recently is just how lonely or how little people we know are doing this and so like we can't talk to a lot of people about this but we're slowly starting to meet new people and reach out to new people who are doing amazon and just like having that sort of camaraderie with other people i guess uh, that are doing the same thing as you can propel you like way further than when you're alone Mm -hmm. because when i was when when you're doing it alone like i felt like i was doing it on my own I'm in competition with myself and it's so hard to stay in competition with yourself for a long period of time. Like I did it for one, two years and then eventually just like, okay, how many times am I going to beat myself? Like how many times am I going to surpass myself? I want to surpass or not surpass, but I want to be in competition with other people as well. I don't want to just be in competition with myself. I want to look at other people to see what they're doing in their business that can maybe help in my business and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to have like a community, especially with something like Amazon that is so like I guess uncommon. And with like the people mm-hmm. that we know, um, and I always tell people like if you do this, go follow everyone that you can find on Twitter that is doing the same thing or like on Instagram because. It is kind of a lonely journey and it's 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 hard to stay consistent because if you're not constantly like talking about it with people, like if I'm talking to my friends that have jobs or like my friends that are doing other things, it's like this is never brought up into like they never really ask me about it because they don't really they don't care, mm-hmm. or they don't really know about it. So it's like it's very hard to stay motivated when you're kind of just doing the same things rep- repetitively, like it becomes repetitive. So I think that's where like a lot of people struggle, but it's very important to have a community of people. And I think it like, like Chris was saying, like if all of his friends did it, like even me, like I, I have one of my close friends who's, who wants to sell on Amazon and I'm telling her like, yes, please, I need to have like a girlfriend that's selling on Amazon with me mm-hmm. because it would just like, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's like, it's just so helpful to have people close to you who are doing the same thing. It, it motivates you to keep going. So yeah. I really agree with that. I think it's really important to have a community of like-minded people that are doing that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think for me, that's been the biggest struggle because for me, like, in terms of the self-improvements or just trying to acquire as much as possible. Like, I've been doing this since 2017 and you can only stay up so late mm-hmm. doing research on this and that when you don't have anybody to that's feed it. off yeah. ideas or just be in communication with. And that's where it becomes dangerous because there's nobody that keeps you in check to say, okay, well, I'll do this. Did you think yeah. about that? So especially with the podcast and especially the last two years, my focus been trying to not just with Amazon, but just of in course, business yeah. in general, because as soon as you have one business, then you we yeah. all speak the same language. It might be different, but there's similar attributes mm-hmm. that get carried 100%. over over and over. So that's why I find it's dangerous just to stay like with yourself and like Chris said, being in competition with mm. yourself, you know, like sometimes like I, I'll compare to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Like sometimes you can be focused on the long-term vision, but you need like a smaller, could be, somebody stupid that says something or you want to do something wrong that keeps you focused for like 90 days and then you start something else and then you have something else with that long vision in in line so for me it's probably the most unhealthiest thing i have about myself but for me that's that's what it is the old people i was with the people i know now the things i see online all those things i use Mm -hmm. to move myself you know and sometimes i might sound crazy Man, now you need to speak to yourself, say, those people didn't believe in you, this and that, just to sk- stay up when, not, when you feel tired. Because at the same time, too, like I said, it's such a lonely journey that you're only in communication with yourself. And, you know, sometimes you can say positive things, this and that, but sometimes you need to talk to yourself in a negative way to put yourself in the underdog mm-hmm. situation and realize there's other people doing other yep. things as well and just keep that drive going. Because the moment you say, okay, I'm good. And you don't have anybody else to compare yourself to, that's where you stop and that's why you that's become complacent. I was like,
1: how long can I keep just surpassing myself before I just like you said, I just need something. I need someone or Bro, a you need of to get on Twitter.
0: To... You need to get on Twitter because like I find that the Twitter community is very, very like engaged when it comes to Amazon. Out of all of the communities that I that you know sell on Amazon, it's Twitter. That's the best in my opinion. I am and, on Twitter. Like, yeah, but you're not on on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're not you're like you're on Twitter, but like you're not there every day, you know. And if you're there yeah. every day,
2: Chris is on. Yeah, exactly. On
0: Twitter. No, but it's like it's not good to spend a lot of time on social media. But it's like if you're if you're consuming positive stuff like that, like I I actually took a really long break from Twitter because I was trying to focus on IG and stuff. But I recently just started posting back on Twitter more consistently, and I'm like I missed this so much. Like that's what I was feeling. I was like I missed the like community. Uh, of twitter so like for me but but again sometimes i'm like it's all online like these are all of my online friends that's that's it so (laughs) like where are my real friends you know
1: (laughs) i just found that like seeing all those online posts of people's sales and there's so many of them it's like it doesn't really motivate me to beat like some of the people that we know because i don't know them or like yeah Yeah. I, i just want people in real life that are doing the same thing as me because yeah. we can have meetings, we can talk about different things, how to improve our businesses, how to do certain yeah. things. And you can't do that with...
2: There's no... Yeah. no it's it going to happen soon. It's okay. going to happen
1: soon. We're moving... Well, I'm moving in the middle of August. And then whenever you guys want, we have those rooms. Yeah, right, yeah we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it, it. Air, we'll So talk we'll keep about that it. element yeah, of surprise. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. <laughs>
2: but I, I just had a quick question. Because I know that you mentioned your business and growing throughout the last two years i just want to know in terms of a personal side did you see yourself growing up like in your personal life at the same rate that you did as your business or growing your business Did they force you to grow up as a man yeah, 100%. i think
1: they say like it's not about making a million dollars it's about who you become on your journey to making a million dollars and it's facts bro like there's mm-hmm. so i've just grown so much from two three years ago Um, in certain areas of my life Um, like resourcefulness bro i used to be like useless like i i wouldn't i don't know like i I was just like there you know i wasn't doing anything and yeah so all of that changed like responsibility wise i have more responsibilities i think as you age you should be looking to get better i think if you're getting worse as you age then you're not doing things properly. Like,
0: yeah, you're not living life properly. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's like a video game that you, you need to be leveling up all the time. You can't go down levels. So, if you're looking back at yourself a year, like from today, so a year in the past, and you haven't seen any improvements, then you are doing something wrong. It's not society, it's not your circumstances. Uh, obviously, there are some things that are out of your control but if you haven't moved year to yeah. year then you're definitely you are responsible for that yeah like yeah it's your actions yeah, and in your general habits, your
0: life like should be gradually going up it
1: should know? be yeah of course yeah, it yeah, happens yeah. Oh, but God. like
0: it should overall be going up
1: yeah you should always try
2: but i have a question for sasha mm-hmm. too
1: yeah go I
2: have, a, I have a question for sasha in terms of like what are three attributes they saw from chris at the oh, beginning shit. of his amazon journey <laughs> So and let's then go three attributes i see right now that you, like this is not the same i'm yes, telling you we're so going so. deep and th- these are like three different like categories or th- these are three different things i see from chris that like projected that's a level.
0: really really good question well i th- like i'm gonna mention the solution-oriented one because that's something that he's helped me a lot with and like i like i noticed that so much because again it helped me a lot um but it's true because like i mean I never really saw Chris in a position where he had to be solution oriented beforehand, I guess, but even like at jobs, he was never like the guy that was solution oriented I guess I was
1: transferring all the calls, yeah,
0: out. like he never really dealt with anything, so like <laughs> I don't know, I guess you could you could label him as being lazy beforehand, you know, in a way, but it's it's also it also well I'll mention the second point when I say this, but so that's number one is definitely like being solution oriented. Um, that's for sure number one another thing that I'm gonna say is like purpose like I feel like before he didn't really have any purpose like I think we both were kind of in like when we met we were both kind of in a place of just like floating around we both didn't really know what we wanted to do and I think we kind of related on that too because like we like we would have discussions of like what do we what are we gonna do with our lives you know and like whereas we knew people that were like really definite they're like yes this is what I'm gonna do and I and we were both we would always talk about how like how do people have like one thing that they're that they know that they're going to do and so i feel like now like he definitely has a lot more purpose <laughs> and i guess you could say passion a little bit but it's mainly purpose like he, he i feel like he ha- actually has a purpose in life now <laughs> um other than that i'm trying to think of a third one but i would say confidence cuz um that's what i was thinking of is cuz like even before i feel like he has a deg- he has a degree I think, I think, like, uh, Chris, I think you always knew that you, you know, you were capable of doing things. So I think you were also, you had a natural confidence. But, like, I think the fact that you were able to, like, build something on your own and, like, maybe not even prove it to other people, but prove it to yourself that you were able to, like, grow something of your own. I think that also made you more confident. Maybe it's because you were watching videos to help you. I don't know. But I think just in general, being able to accomplish something like that has made you a more confident person in general. I think those are the three things that I would say. I hope that answers the question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I I, I think (laughs) for the for the confidence thing, like, um, yeah, I was watching videos because society takes it out of you, or I don't know what the fuck takes it out of you, but I was low on confidence. I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah, and so watching those videos and trying to. Like the the level of learning or knowledge I was putting into my brain at that time, learning Amazon, learning all these things about mindset and stuff that gave me so much confidence. Like there's so much confidence in knowledge. And once you know, or once you feel like, you know, something yeah. you're like, shit, bro, I remember being so confident before I even touched a thing with online arbitrage. I was like, I'm going to do this by this date, do this by that date. And I was so clear on those things. Yeah. and like so confident because of how much knowledge I had put into my brain and so I was able to at some point like call okay I'm gonna have this many sales by this date this many sales by this date and I was always doing it like every single time um, yeah. so so. Yeah, can I elaborate on,
0: on something um, hmm? because like it's to go back to kind of like feeling lost and stuff but it's like when we first met I remember you had a plan you actually did have a plan of what you wanted to do kind of But I remember you being like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this. Wait, what was it? The CFA? Yeah, you wanted to do your CFA. and
1: Bro, I think that was a lie I was telling to everyone. Or, like, trying to convince myself that I wanted to do that. But
0: that's the thing. You were just like, it was just like something. And I remember you not sounding, like, 100% sure. You're just like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll probably just do this. And so, like yes you did like it sounded like you had goals overall like i'm not saying you were a bum or anything but um you you also didn't sound like 100 percent sure you know you were kind of just like oh yeah i'll just probably do this so you're kind of just like going yeah. along with like m- going with the flow you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah not 100 percent not for real, bro. Yeah, and that like, changed
0: because now you're saying that with Amazon, you're like you were for you were sure you were like yes, I'm gonna do this many sales, I'm gonna do this, da da da. So it's like what Bert said on the last episode, like people who have definite goals, and before you didn't, now you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If if you don't know what you're Shut gonna up. do with your life, then you're gonna drag other people down with you you need to be clear on what you want to do with your life. And Mm -hmm. it's not given like, like I said, we have tried a lot of different things. You have to try a lot of different things, um, when trying to figure out what you're going to do and focus on, but you should have enough respect for yourself to take that time out of your life right now. And I'm not saying like two minutes a day, like spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to do with your life. Um, and ask yourself is this going to actually make me happy am i doing this for myself or am i doing this for other people a lot of times people are doing it for their parents or for their friends you have to sit down with yourself and ask yourself what the fuck are you doing like what the fuck am i doing with my life Uh, is the trajectory i'm heading on going to satisfy me or am i doing it for someone else and yeah
2: I do have two points because you know, I think especially when you're a guy, being uh, I don't say assertive, but being uh, goal driven or just showing you have a will to conquer something gives you such a Mm -hmm. boost of society. If you look at all the people that we look up to, the Elon Musk, (laughs) the Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, all the people who said Kanye West, all the people who say crazy things but they go ahead and conquer it those -hmm. are the people we look up to to say wow those are those are the top dogs and i think if you're a man and you're able to develop that mindset to say whatever i'll do i'll be oriented towards towards that direction and you actually do it it just gives you a different boost and it just gives attributes that you're able to achieve different things as well and the second point i want to say is just that you said something very interesting you know and i think that now, I went to like a networking event this weekend or like a conference, and somebody said you have to give yourself at least one hour minimum to work on your goals and look to see if it mm-hmm. aligns with your short term and long term. So I think the point they said that trying to assess where you are right now and if you're doing it for your parents or if you're doing it for any external reasons. I think that so many people just go with the flu instead of fucking <laughs> watching Netflix for an hour take 45 minutes to write down your goals, see if they align with what you want to do long-term and then weekly check up with them. Cause the thing I hate the most is people who say, Oh, I want to move out. Oh, I want to buy a house. You check with them nine months later, they start the same goal. Meanwhile, you're six, seven, eight, eight steps ahead. And then they look up to you to say, why is life unfair? Like yeah. at the end of the day, you have to, if you put in a destination and the GPS is your, it's your choice to advance through that di- direction
0: yeah and like Chris was saying before like even if you don't really know what that direction might be like how will you ever know if you're always staying comfortable and not trying new things so I think it's super important to just like if you really don't know what to do I, I, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast but if you don't know what you want to do just keep trying things and eventually like it's inevitable you're going to find something eventually even if you're trying 10 different things like i did you're eventually you'll find something and also another point to add to that is like humans are not i believe humans are not meant to do one thing in their lifetime like we're so used to our older generations where like i was looking at my family like where my family originates from and they were like farmers or something you know and like that was their one label they were just farmers that was the only thing that they had or like that was their only label but it's like now that we live in the internet world you can have a hundred different labels throughout your lifetime you can you can work in the in like the healthcare field, you can switch up to mm-hmm. work in a different field. You know, you can do so many different things. So don't be afraid to try new things. And you're allowed to, to switch up your career if you're not happy. You're allowed to try different things. And just basically, if you're staying comfortable, you're never going to find something that you like.
2: Yeah. You know, and I think that's an important point. Because I think, and I learned this from you guys, I think being known for one niche Mm-hmm. is the best thing you could do, but having yeah. multiple things outside of it gives you leverage to different level. You know, you can have real estate, this and that, but if you know for one thing and people know you as one thing, and as Chris knows, anytime somebody comes yeah, to me yeah, yeah. from Amazon, i like, go talk to Chris and Sasha. Because that's not, that's not me. But when people think Amazon, people have to think Chris because he's front of mind, you know? And that's where you have leverage this and that. But, you know, I Maybe it's too taboo. I'll say it anyways. But I have a question for Chris because we talked about like a couple episodes, like sexual discipline and like having like a mug mentality. I just want to know: Did you think that was a cause because of COVID, or you think that with all the reflections that you made, all the videos that you made, you were able to like develop this mug mentality and like just be content overall in life? And if so, what's the advice that you have for people who have no? discipline no sexual discipline to be able to oh, their goals. you're
1: talking about sexual discipline or just, yeah okay. what well, both
2: okay. i think some people don't have carries their goals because yeah have be yeah sexuals.
1: you're right so I, I think if you focus on one thing so much it just naturally takes away from other aspects of your life so say you're addicted to video games. When you're playing that video game, you're not stopping the game to go masturbate. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play that game because that's what you're obsessed with, and you're not even gonna be thinking about the other stuff. So for me, when I started Amazon, I was I've told you guys I was obsessed with it. Like that's all I did from start of the day till the end of the day. So I don't even think it like the sexual discipline had to be there at all it was just like i wasn't i didn't need that because i had something else to do and so i wasn't thinking about that and um discipline in general yeah you, you have to learn how to do things even when you don't feel like doing them especially as a man like as a man we're not so good with our feelings and stuff like that but if you're letting your feelings dictate. How you act, then, yeah, you need to change Ooh. that. You need to focus on that a lot, because <laughs> men who act emotionally are the worst. Like they're literally, we're like that's it's worse than a female who's acting emotional, because we're not supposed to be doing that. Both. <laughs> like, and I, I, I was guilty Yo. of that. I've, I've had a lot of, yeah, of course. When I was younger, we talk about. Like you, If you don't know how to manage your emotions as a man, you're not going to go far because if you don't feel like doing something and that's the reason why you don't do it, then you're not going to be able to do anything. Like There's a lot of days where I don't feel like doing anything, but that's why I've started to schedule my days beforehand because now no matter what happens the next day, no matter how I'm feeling, I know that last night I told myself I was going to do this, 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 so I have to get it done regardless. And um, it's
0: a non negotiable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and I don't know if you can speak to this, but I feel like you're probably one of the most, I don't want to say level headed, mm. but you just like straight notes. No. You know, you don't get too high, you don't mm. get too low. And like, no, when it's you true. said, when it's people true. talk with their emotions, no, no, facts. <laughs> like, for me, like, I'm a head. Like, but I have to switch so. where, I think like, maybe
1: I'm good at high. Like, I'm good, but if you, if you, you reach that goal. Sasha knows I'm up and down, bro. No, but, it... but I think you communicate in a way where it's
2: like, you don't have, like, you know, some people, sometimes you talk to a guy, you think you're talking to your sister or something like that, mm. just because they're so, so emotional. And you're just like, you yeah, 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 know,
0: like, but Chris, relax, I think it's your mood we'll that your can fluctuate a little bit just because you have a very negative attitude towards life. Not even to be a yeah. hater, not like not even to hate no, on that. No, I know, I know, but it's, I know. But it's but true. You, that, I, but I've like, compared to me. Compared to me, I'm 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 my brain is is rainbows and sunshine. Like I'm always Literally, happy, yeah. yeah. Like and I'm if something goes bad, I'm it's so easy for me to like switch back yeah. to being positive. Yeah. And just naturally, I've always been like that. And you're very like you 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 kind your brain kind of always goes to like the worst possible scenario, in mm. a way. Like when something goes wrong, you're like you have a very negative. Like for some reason, your brain just goes to the negative. But I yeah. think. When we're talking about the way you communicate, the way you handle your emotions, like, in general, you are a very level-headed person. Like, you, you know, you're not, you don't have anger issues, like, you're, oh, yeah, you're, okay. and you, like, you know how to handle your emotions. Like, you're a very mature, No,
2: yeah. he's a man's man, like, like, you're a man's man, bro. Like, like you said, there's some people, very, you, t- as if you're talking to them but, respectfully. But, but that's but what's like funny, I, I think, if you, I
1: can say something here is that when you asked sasha what changed about me i used to be a lot worse with this what you're talking about i used to feel like i was uh, not a man's man at all bro like i was not in control of my emotions with so many things that happened in my life with so many of my relationships i was not in control at all of my emotions and i think learning to manage my emotions especially like i said as a man as you get older it's something you have to do and um yeah, I'm happy I did it because now it's, it's a lot better. And, uh, yeah.
2: Question. Cause I, I relate to that. Cause I think for me, I don't know if it's society, I don't know if it's once you acquire more things, you just develop that naturally. I don't know if it's self-development, but I think that, okay, well, Sasha, I think that once you're able to develop that skill of just saying what you feel, say it with your straight face and then you just let people absorb the information. I just think you're able to get a lot more mm. things going your way. Do you agree to that statement? That if so, how are some ways people can apply that to their everyday life?
1: Yeah, of course. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, how are some ways that they can apply it to their lives?
2: Yeah, because I think for me, it grows from like acquiring things, building your like your resume, doing different things. I think it just takes on a oh, persona naturally. But if somebody wanted to have, like I a, think you... a hack. I don't know if I agree with you because
1: I think you need to to work on it. There's no achievements that I could accomplish in my life that would fix, let's say if I have anger issues, that would fix that. You know what I'm saying? You need to work on whatever you know. You have to analyze yourself. You have to be aware. I'm very, very self-aware, and that's one of my biggest things uh, that's helped me in my life is that I'm so – I analyze, overanalyze everything, and I've overanalyzed myself. And so I know where I fall short and where I'm, I'm good at certain things. And yeah, so it, it, you need to analyze yourself. If you're honest with yourself, you can know what you're good at and what you're bad at. And then you need to start fixing what you're bad at. And it's doable. But to fix those things, it's different for everyone. But for me, whatever that was that I needed to fix, the answer is on YouTube how to fix this, how to fix that, how to fix that. Yeah. And you don't just watch one video and stop there because that's going to do zero for your life. You need to watch literally like 10 videos of what you're trying to fix and take notes and just like really learn and understand what the issue is, how to fix it, and then you need to practice on fixing it because let's say well, we're like 26, 27. People have lived their whole lives acting one way and for them to think that after one year or two years they can change themselves it's just false like you've lived 25 years of your life a certain way and that's led you to being the way you are now for you to think that you can change that in a in a year or two years or even get discouraged by the fact that you can't change it in a year or two um, like that's wrong you need to understand that it's going to take time for you to change those big things that you want to change in your life where you fall short and it's a, it's a process like you have to try that's it like as long as you're trying then then that's it
0: that's so true i never thought about it that way like that since we've we've been, like we're used to acting a certain way for so long like yeah. why would it change in one year like if i'm for 25 years of my life if i'm you know bad at something and yeah. then all of a sudden, after one year, I never thought about it that way. But
1: And people beat themselves up when they don't see a change. Yeah. But it's like, it's gonna take logically, time, yeah. what do you expect? Like, it, Yeah, it's gradual. Yeah, it's, 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 gradual. It's, it's 25 years that got you to this point. It could be another 25 years before you get out of that. So you could only fix your flaws that you have right now when you're 50. Because yeah. that's just how life works. You're not going to change something that's ingrained in you in a week. It doesn't work that's like fact.
0: that. Yeah. you know what else they can do they can also go to therapy mm-hmm. because like i think therapy yeah, i feel so... like this
1: is like therapy yeah, that... right or no me,
0: but it's so. true it's true because like I, like for me like when i feel like something's wrong I, like i go to youtube too and i go to podcasts like i find podcasts are very very helpful for these types of things but like i've never been to therapy and, and sometimes i'm like why the hell haven't i been to therapy you know because i have friends that tell me about like their sessions yeah. and just hearing someone else's perspective or like mm-hmm. Yeah, perspective and like someone take like someone who's outside of the situation hearing their thoughts on it and like having someone kind of help you with that i think that's like so underrated especially like i don't know because like i know some people that have been to therapy but it's like for some reason i have never been to therapy
2: yeah 100 i have a hot take if you're looking to acquire more than a million dollars in assets and you don't go to therapy <laughs> not good different anything. like for me i'm looking for a therapist i'm looking for a life coach i'm looking for a business coach because it's it's all things that like we're professional athletes you know you we're wired the same way you know you dedicate Mm -hmm. your life to a certain outcome but the same way that athletes have therapists they have you have a a coach you you know you have your your weight coach etc you need to apply the same type of things in business as well you know so sometimes having a mental checkup not even just to say that like you have mental health but sometimes just vomiting all Mm -hmm. your frustrations onto someone who's not biased is probably the best thing you can do because going over to your boyfriend to your girlfriend your wife whoever Mm. and just throwing up all your problems is only gonna i spoke about relationships in entrepreneurship is only gonna cause more issues or it feels like you let the person know you don't have control and it's like to
0: constantly burden them with like your issues because everyone's everyone's dealing with their own shit so yeah mm
2: -hmm. exactly
0: you never know you might be like like you're you're throwing all of your issues at them but that could make their issue like that could just be making them worse Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah you know especially if they look to you for answers and for their yeah. <laughs> complication in that face it just doesn't add up so if people could look into that or just like Sasha said, podcast for me that's probably be been yeah, like a game changer too. for me since covid there's a lot of good information that just makes you feel like your com- community or somebody else might have a similar question and you have the ant yeah. log they yeah, provide yeah, you the answer nice. to your questions yeah think, and
0: yeah. It, oh sorry go
1: i just wanted to say i had this conversation with my friend like going back to the thing it takes like a long time to change i remember him in the very beginning of this whole journey for me like with amazon and everything um he was asking me do you st- are you, do you still because he knew i was like trying to change and learning these new things and trying to apply them and every month or like every so so often he would ask me do you still have your bad habits and every time I was like, yeah, of course, they're not going to go away for a long, long time. And even to this day now, it's been two years. And he sometimes asks me, do you still have those bad habits? I'm like, yeah, just like Sasha said, I default to having negative thoughts. And so I have to work on it every single day, where some people just have it. Like Sasha said, she's just, she just mm-hmm. has that. Some people don't. And for you to sort of think that it's not going to take maybe the rest of your life for you to fix issues that are in you, then you're gonna just that alone is going to make you fail because you're setting expectations way too low. You're you're thinking you can change within a certain amount of time. But once you set expectations at realistic points, that's when you can actually see a change. Like if I said at the beginning of my Amazon journey, I'm going to make $50,000 in sales my first week, that's a wrong expectation to have, knowing what I knew back then and how much money I had to play with. But I told myself I'll do it in four months. So that was more realistic for me. And I said like certain goals, you have to be realistic with your goals because just the f- like just not being realistic might fuck everything up cuz when you don't hit it by the time frame you set you might just give up cuz yeah you're going
0: to be like fuck this
1: yeah you didn't calculate it properly so like that friend that i'm talking about he thinks like it's an easy thing or he thinks it's quick to change and yeah. so where he's like clearly given up on trying to be better at certain things because it's not working out immediately for him i know like it's, it's normal it's term. just part of the process yeah, yeah it's long term like there's nothing you can do about it as long as yeah. you're trying every time
0: yeah, yeah well before when you were saying like oh you need to watch like not just one youtube video you you need to watch 10 i was gonna jump in mm-hmm. and say not only do you need to watch 10 but you should be like you're, you're gonna end up doing like quarterly you're gonna have to revisit these videos because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. even for me with things that i'm trying mm-hmm. to like improve in my life it's like I'll go through phases where I'm like shit I'm not I haven't been really like focusing on this and then I have to like re show myself everything Mm -hmm. and like relearn everything and I'm like oh my god I have to do this forever like
1: (laughs) but it's it's facts like it's
0: literally yeah that it's something you have to do you have to train yourself every here and there like to be able to actually change it's so true.
1: So it depends, again, on why you want to change or how bad you want yeah. to to be a better person, for what reason. Because for me, the the, re- the I think one of my reasons is, like, thinking to when I'm going to have, hopefully, one day children. Do I want to be, like, the shitty, useless piece of shit, Chris, as a father? Or do I want to be, like, the best possible version of myself that I can be for my kids? Because if my kids... Your kids are going to imitate you, especially like yeah. the dad. They're going to imitate what, like for the son, at least they're going to imitate the dad. So mm-hmm. if I'm like laying around on the couch all day in front of my kid, he's going to become a they're useless piece of habits. shit like me too. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like that's my motivation yeah. or one of my motivations is just like, I want to be the best possible version of myself um, that I can be for, for, for when that's going to happen. Cause I want, bro, I want the best for my kids. I want them to be, like, professional yeah, athletes. Too. I want, like, them mm. to do crazy things in this life. I don't want them to just do regular things. And so I have to do that first before they can do it. Yeah. So, so yeah.
2: Yeah. But just to bring it back full circle, you know, and we began the podcast with saying that you had a job paying average salary that you didn't like. For somebody in a similar situation like you, coming to Australia, university, college, that doesn't like their job, doesn't like their job prospects long term, what are five things that you could recommend so that they could change their life for better, like oh, better outcome okay, long term? Okay,
1: okay. So, if they're in school or if they have a job or I guess it doesn't matter. just
2: out of school. No, just out of school, young, young okay. professional. Yeah, just out of school.
1: Um. Basically to yourself,
0: like what would you say to yourself?
1: Yeah, but but that's the thing. So I yeah. was going to say like get yourself a shitty job first because your shitty job, you'll never want to stay there too long anyways. But And you won't be comfortable there either. So get a shitty job just to understand if you like the dynamic of what a job is or not.
2: Hold on, you got, hmm. you got to clarify what a shitty Fenner job is before a shitty get job. Like heat on that
1: because <laughs> I think that's what what, okay. what I had, like call centers, anything that you don't like to do, I guess. Like do things that you don't like to do because, um, again, if you're going to get a job, even though like you may like it in the future, there's still that base system that is the same as school, like the authorities and all of that and the set schedule and no vacation time or little vacation time. And like, yeah, it's just there for you. So if you can get a shitty job and realize very quickly that, okay, you can do this, or you can do this, that will help you a lot in your life in just deciding what you're going to do with your life, whether it's going to be something traditional, or it's going to be something different to everyone else. Um, so that's one tip. The second tip is using people that you want, or that you look up to you want to be like, as mentors. you you can do that through books for me, it was YouTube. I've said it time and time again, find people that you want to be, or that you want to, uh, like imitate or that you like, yeah, just people that motivate you and then just study, study them as much as possible, whatever information they have, study that and see how you can get closer to that person. So for me, that's helped a lot. And I don't know if I can get to five. Wait, so. Mm. Well,
0: what would you have told young, yourself to do? Like, yeah, if you're stuck, bro,
1: I would have told myself to do whatever I actually wanted to do with my life, especially when you're young. Like, whatever you want to do with your life, no matter how crazy it may seem, no matter how stupid it may seem, if you want to play video games for a living, do that. Like, try it um and don't quit it's going to be hard it's going to be difficult in the beginning i think i had tried youtube i had tried twitch um a, a long time ago when i was younger whatever it is if you want to make music if you want to do whatever it is that you want to do do it and don't give up on it for at least a year and then see where that takes you So for at least a year of your life, no matter if you have a job at the same time or not, uh, obviously you have maybe bills to pay, so get a job. But do that thing while you're young, while you're still motivated, have a lot of energy. Do whatever you want to do with your life um, and just try it for at least a year. And then see if it works out for you or not. Because whatever you have the most passion for in life, if you can find a way to monetize that, then you're going to win 100% because you're going to out, like, you're going to surpass all of your competition because if you love it more than anyone else, you'll never really quit. You'll never want to quit. So, yeah, I think just that, like, no matter how big it can seem or how many people are around you that are telling you, no, it's not possible, just even if you have to hide it from everyone that you know, just try to do it, like, on your own and that's it uh yeah, I, I, I finished the point that i wanted to make like it like so i one. guess we can but move on from that yeah yeah we've, well, we, we've been going, we 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 been going for like
0: an hour and 20 so that's good i think that's a good yeah. um, a good amount of time yeah this is yeah, a really yeah, cute thanks, episode thanks. i'm so really you know, happy with episode? um the, the theme
1: mm-hmm. yeah especially because yeah, yeah. all like, right guys thank you for watching episode 14 right yeah yeah episode the 14 Until podcast yes sir if you got anything from everything we talked about today please leave it in the comments if not we will see you next week yeah yeah
2: oh before we leave if anybody has a yes. guest that we want wants to get to interview, talk to or any topic send us a dm reach out to the ig page reach out via twitter
1: also ideally not for montreal because we'll the montreal people that. i want to keep for life when we do it in still
0: person. send it to us but like we'll save them for later <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. okay okay cool yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah all right thank you for watching guys bye
0: guys all right bye.